Welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 400-400. It is. It's a milestone, I hear. But with that, we have two books to talk about tonight. We have the new Sam Wilson Captain America book, and then also the ending, beginning, ending of Shang-Chi. But before we go into that with my man Jason... Let me remind everybody to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. That is what people in the biz call a follow-back policy. That is what it's called. Also, go over to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can see reviews for a bunch of books each and every week that come out from Marvel Comics. And then and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can support us for what we do here on the regular feed, but also get a ton, a plethora, a plethora times 10, bunch of podcasts each week. One of the big deals is every Thursday, every Thursday when the regular show drops, you also end up having our Patreon exclusive spotlight show drop on the Patreon there. And that is two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this week they ended up picking Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood number one. And Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War Alpha, number 1A, number 1B. These titles are driving me insane, and I'm even awake. Usually, I end up doing these intros, and I'm so tired. It's like 2 a.m. It is not. It's actually 2 in the afternoon as I'm doing this. As you can see, I am chipper, awake. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, you go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science to help us out for all the things. Get us a little inspired. Every bit of, you know, support helps. And also, again, it ends up being more and more shows, things like that, and keeps this show going on. I'm not going to say that it keeps the lights on because that's ridiculous. I have a problem when people say, hey, support us because keep the lights on. If you, if you can't keep the lights on, you got a lot of more troubles than just, you know, your comic book podcast. So with that, though, make sure you don't turn the lights off if you get what I'm saying. Right. This slim little difference there. That's what I've said, but with all this goofiness, you can tell, you know, I'm chipper, I said. It's the afternoon. But yeah, uh, we're going to go off and me and Jason talking about that new Sam Wilson cat book that I was looking forward to. I did actually like the Zero issue that we had a couple weeks ago. I liked it. That was also, I believe, on the Patreon, so if you wanted to listen to that, you could go there as well. But I was enthused for this. I want to get the idea of, okay, can I enjoy both cat books, the Sam Wilson and the Steve Rogers, or am I going to have to pick and choose? And yeah, I was a little down on this issue. I will uh, give you a little spoiler there. A little down on this issue. Just I need things to, you know, show me that it's worth buying. And we'll get to that. And then we'll obviously talk about Shang-Chi, a book that keeps getting yanked around. I think that the uh, Marvel editorial are yanking the chain of one gene, one yang. And not letting him write the book he wants, but then letting him, but then not, but then wanting to be more of the the movie and then nah, it's all wacky. It's all wacky. But we talk about all these in length, so I don't know why I'm saying it here, except that I'm chipper. I don't know if you know that. I, I might have said it at How one point. Dare you? Uh, yes, but with all that, I'm gonna go off now to get me and Jason get going on these books without me yipping it and yapping. So I hope you enjoy all of this and away we go. All right, now I'm here with Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. It is a beautiful spring day. Birds are singing all around my house. Oh, my goodness, they are. I, all in fact, that bird just, watching? Just this morning, I heard a, a lovely black-throated green warbler right in my own backyard. Really? Very excited. A, a, a warbler, was it? I end up at... <laughs> black-throated green warbler. It says Z-Z-Z-Z-Z is what it says. Oh, so that's what it says. That's how you know what that's it is. That's like me when right. I'm sleeping. I end up oh. where I hear... I, this is me. The hell's that bird yelling out there? Like, what's going on? That's about my bird watching. I look out and I'm like, oh, look at that, a bird. My cats end up there. They're a bit of bird watching. They sit on, they sit at the windowsill and just watch out. They're indoor cats. So I oh, sit there. Cool. I yell at them, though. 
I'm like, well, what do you think you're going to do? Like, it's there. They're both declawed. They're both there. I'm like, I let you out. That bird's picking you up and t- carrying you away, except our one cat, <laughs> well, way overweight. I it's mean, like seriously. It's, it's like you watching hockey, right? If you were out there, what would you do? But you can watch it on TV and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. You know? I sit there. I'm like, ooh, bad. You know, even back in the day, I'd be like, oh, man. I No, no. I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be on, <laughs> I'd be on high R. I'd be dead. Uh, I was watching hockey recently, so that's a, a bit of a timely deal. I've been watching hockey, basketball, and baseball. Right now, all Ooh. fired up. Not that soccer, though, and not curling. I'm not nonsense. I'm American, oh. not Canadian, right? And then you get that. <laughs> I'm telling you. The curling, though, I'd probably watch that before soccer. But that is just me. I used to like soccer. Oh, for sure. But here we go. We're going to start off this week with not just talk of bird watching curling, soccer, and my cats. No, I thought that's what we're doing this week. We may. That was, that's on our show sheet. Curling, We, cats, we can have birds, all these right. things. I can talk about how I have a new coffee maker. And the Ooh. coffee is running so hot in this how thing, which I, I do it? like. How hot is it? I end up using just those like uh, red cups, you know, those plastic cups. It's so hot that when you pour the coffee in, they actually do melt out and expand that's, because it's that That's not hot. a good it's, sign. It's crazy. It's With that, I had to get a new coffee maker. And what I do also like about this coffee maker is that it has a setting to keep the coffee warm, which most do after it's sure. done, but up to eight hours. It's the best. I end up, oh, my goodness. And 20 cups. It's a 20 oh, cup. Okay. It's so great. The only problem is with this, just so everybody knows, I know mm-hmm, they're riveted. Mm-hmm. You have to unplug it Coffee every talk. time you go to brew another pot. It's weird. I don't know why they do You that. have to unplug it? You have to unplug it. It actually tells you to unplug it after you're done with it, like after that eight-hour deal uh, where I'm like one of those classic tropes. I'm like a, the classic trope of a smoker that likes the next cigarette with the cigarette. I get like I'm making the next pot as I'm finishing off the other one. So, But you have to unplug it. It's so weird. And I look thinking that people would be annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. Nope. But in the meantime, I got it half price, right? That's good. Oh, okay. That's good. Sure. Thinking half price because you have to unplug this thing every time. Also, they accidentally sent me two. Oh, now it's a quarter price. Oh, yeah. So there. And I ended up saying to my son, Logan, maybe we should give it to my other son, Zach. And he's like, why would you do that? Just keep it when this one breaks. Well, then I'm like, you're right. We'll <laughs> go with that. We'll go with oh, that there. Coffee chop. was just uh, like yes, me. Like, it was yeah. the crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The cat and the credits indeed. I sit there. I'm like, I'm just waiting to go up. Hey, you want to go throw the ball? Young chum, and he's like, I got a podcast to do. I'm like, Oh my son, I'm like, Oh my god, the cat's in the cradle. Oh my goodness, well, you might want to think that we're talking about this, you know, because we're excited to talk about coffee makers and the cats in the cradle. Harry <laughs> Chapin, well, either that or I mean, I could go into the idea that one of my first songs that I ever heard that was based on like a storytelling song, which I do love. Uh, yeah, was sure. Taxi Driver by Harry Chapin. I, I thought that that that's was a, good one. a really yeah, or cool Or the one song. about all the bananas in the truck? That, that's yeah, a, you know that. Yeah. I actually like more of like a Little Rosa or the uh, Comeback Teddy Bear, those type of stories that are always miserable by the end. Somebody's died. They die mm-hmm. on the train tracks. You ever hear Little Rosa, that song? I don't song? think so. I know oh all, all, the John, all the Johnny Cash songs about killing people yeah, I and like dying. That. I don't Those mind that. You know, you kill a man just to watch him die. I mean, I could you know, go with that. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, have a, a Tuesday, bored. a little bit extra time. Yeah, Little Rosa. People should look that up. You'll, you'll cry Rosa, by the okay. end. You'll either cry at the end or you'll laugh at the beginning of one of the worst made-up accents ever. But with that, we're going to start with Captain America. Oh, my. Here we go. Captain America, symbol of truth. And this obviously coming out of that zero issue where you had both the Sam Wilson and the Steve Rogers. Captain America's decide fist bump at the Statue of Liberty. We're both Captain America. Off we go. Now, the funny thing about it is you can't just have two cat books, just Captain America. So you have to have their little symbol catchphrase, symbol of truth. Symbol of truth is the deal. I don't know that that's enough, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how I'll it never, goes. I'll never remember it. Yeah, I won't either. It'll just be Sam. Symbol like Sam. Sam like symbol, but the other one's Steve, so that's not Yeah, you either. like Steve. Oh, well. Yeah, it will just be like the, hey, the Sam Wilson cat. There you go. So you end up, and I'm, Sam they cat. had that before, you know, Sam Wilson. They might as well have done that again. But it's written by Tochi Anabuchi, art by R.B. Silva, letters by V.C. Joe Caramagna, colors by Jesus Urbatov. We have a little bit of a 
background. It's not a recap. Obviously, this is a number one. But once a social worker from Harlem, Sam Wilson's life changed forever when he gained high-tech wings and the ability to communicate with birds. That's a big deal. That's why you should love the Sam Wilson. He's there. He's talking to the birds. I mean, you listen to them. He talks to them. It changed again when he inherited the mantle of Captain America from Steve Rogers, though he turned away from the shield for a time to find his own path. Now he's fighting the good fight once again as Captain America, symbol of truth. And we start out, we get a little bit of an out-of-time issue here where you end up with Sam and his uh, buddy Falcon. And I thought that maybe they should have done a little more recap or a little background Yeah, of I this had to Falcon. do a little, little digging in him because I was unfamiliar with Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. And so when you Joaquin get into Torres. that, Joaquin Torres being the Falcon at a point when he was Sam Wilson, Captain America before, also champion, all those things going on. And I thought that maybe they should have given a little bit more of yeah, a little so background. Joaquin's deal is is really wacky. So he was, I guess, a not quite so legal immigrant from Mexico, and he was kind of captured by Carl Malice and he was doing these experiments, was turned to a hybrid between a falcon and a human. But the falcon that they used was Red Wing. So now there's this connection between Red Wing and Joaquin and Sam, but also Red Wing, it turns out at the time, had been bitten by a vampire. So Red Wing was vampiric falcon. So now, because he's been merged with him, he's like a vampire falcon hybrid, but he doesn't have any of the drawbacks because, you know, as we all know, falcon vampirism is very different from other vampirism. So he doesn't have any of these like sunlight-based or cross-based drawbacks, but he has actual wings. He doesn't have a suit like Sam. He has wing arms and he has special vampire senses and a psychic connection to this one particular falcon. So that's that's Joaquin for Easy you. Easy enough. I mean, that's just rolls off the tongue. So you end up maybe that was something that might have been able to be in there. I mean, a vampire, Who right? Who ordered the steak? Who ordered the steak? You end up where maybe they don't say anything because he might be not long for. I, I don't know, but you end up where they are off in the southwest and they are going kind of to take southwest, down. Yeah, right. going to take down a train. Little train robbery, but not a robbery. It really looks like the train that we had in the Avengers Forever that was being fueled by the people and the stuff in that. Yeah, it looks like scale. a crazy futuristic train for some reason. And so they are there, and you get the idea that they're going because somebody is smuggling super soldier serum on the train. This would be something that, you know, Cap might be interested in. We don't know exactly who gave the until we find out then when we go back that it is Misty Knight. Kind of a weird, like, wink, wink, uh, I'm going to tell you about this. You can work with me, kind of, and go do that. And you get a long fight. You don't really know what is going on here. I thought some of the choreography in the fight was very confusing of what exactly yeah, was so happening. They, they go, they hear there's a, they get a tip that there's some super soldier serum on this train. So they just go and they, they rip on into the train because that's what superheroes do, right? And the train's empty. As far as I can tell, the train is completely empty, which I don't think they run trains just empty. That seems highly inefficient to me, but, you know, I'm, I'm no train engineer. And as they're ripping through the train, they get attacked by these other people who are also after the train. We get some some people in SUVs jumping all over each other. We get some drones, and we get some generic dudes and generic bad guy yeah, armor. Yeah, and, and that's the weird thing about it is that's what I'm worried about with this, where you start off this first scene, and what I thought, and what I really, I mean, seriously, you end up, you said generic villains who end up being the, I'm going to punch Nazi guys. I mean, these are just right. bad guys because you see they're bad. Right. We're told they all have the same name. Are they just people with the same name or are they clones? I think they're each clones. Other? They must be. But the problem Very I unclear. have with this is that this is okay for a cold open for a book like this. You end up jumping in. Oh my God, you see, oh, Falcon's with him. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. You know, For five pages, it would be right? a perfectly fine. Yeah, and, and end up where at the end they get their super, super soldier serum or it's not, whatever the case may be. But it really felt like this was that cool action movie, cold mm-hmm. open. It's not really anything to do yeah, with the I was overall story. To, to, to then go back go to, to whatever their, their, their headquarters are. You, they talk to whoever their guy in the chair is and we get, here's the situation. Here's... Here's what this book is going to be about. And and so it may end up in my mind, again, we're doing the might be, should have, could have, would have, whatever. But when they go back, the idea of, man, there's a lot of these generic hate groups coming up. Oh, my God, we got to stop. Like something, you always have something will kind of connect, but not. This is the whole yeah. story. And, and when I got to it, I'm like, 
it's not even that good a cold open. I mean, we're trying to make it work here. But what you end up happening in this is it almost feels like a number one issue after that zero that, quite frankly, we liked enough. But it, it wasn't going to blow your mind. That was just a, hey, look, here's our MO. Yeah, here's which, our again, mission was stink. just an action scene. And so when you get into this, I'm waiting for, okay, we do get Falcon. That's cool. He's there with them. And then when we go back, we see his connection with Misty Knight where they're hanging in Harlem. And you- so we get this flashback. So Sam gets blowed up, kind of. But he's fine, of course, because his name is on the cover. And while he's kind of unconscious, we get this extended flashback of uh, him talking to Misty Knight. And that's where we find out that's where this tip was. She has a tip. She doesn't say from where that the super soldier serum is going to be on this train. And we also get this little bit about the Wakandan protest. Yeah, the Wakandan protest. And that will lead into what seems to be the overall story, which was set up in that zero issue with the kind of stepbrother of T'Challa, the white wolf. We end up Hunter, his name is, and we end up by the end having that, which is kind of cool enough. But one of the things that we said about that zero issue, and I think that you still get this when you end up having, this guy in Harlem, he's protesting, America stinks, go to Wakanda, whatever. And when you end up having it flash to then Sam, you, you're you worried that maybe – but Sam says, you know, all this protesting and whatnot, that means I'm not doing my job properly. And I like that. I didn't mind You're positioning him as not totally buying into the America stinks protester guy but also not dismissing him they're kind of having him kind of in the middle which is an interesting i don't mind that that actually and if you were worried that it's just going to be you know crapping on this crapping on that no he does seem to be he he likes the idea of america but he he needs it it has to get better and he's the one who wants to inspire he's not like captain carter did in her book where she hears one person lecture her about how bad her country is. he seems like his own guy i mean i like that and then you get a background of, you know, them where Misty and him ended up growing up near each other a couple streets away. That's kind of a funny thing. Did remind me as an aside, uh, if you're familiar with Beck, the artist Beck, who ended up Baby, where? Sure. Yeah, he ended up on tour with uh, the, not, I was going to say the Insane Clown Posse. He was actually <laughs> on, he was actually that on does tour. That seemed like a good combination there. With Cypress Hill. And they ended up where they also were talking. Weird. Yeah, actually realized they live like a block away. And they, it really shocked Cypress Hill that they both grew up in the same neighborhood in L.A. So you end up where it's just an aside. But yeah, Cypress Hill, how I have to get my quote of Insane Clown Posse <laughs> mentioned. So, but, so he ends up where he's going to do things. He's, and you end up where it's funny because we ended up having a couple things that are similar. You already mentioned the Captain Carter, which we'll talk about in a little bit in oh, this yes. book as well. But you also get that deal if you read the moon night this week you ended up having the one story and that was oh spider-man comes oh you you're doing egyptian things because you know moon night nonsense in this misty's like oh yeah captain america nonsense you're always doing that and yeah because she ends up giving him this intel mm-hmm. kind of like i said a wink wink he's not necessarily worth but hey i got this job and, and, doing and they're something. setting up this kind of almost sort of kind of relationship between them even in the action scene falcon intimated that yeah sam you and misty should be a thing and so here they're you know they is it a date is it not a date or they yeah flirting? she says it's not he says thing. it is so it's fine and yeah, she, I mean, she does get so- a little smoochy at the end so i guess that counts to date. with that you would think that she's not giving him bad intel on purpose or whatever you because think, the no. thing like what's going on then because we go back and you end up saying, oh, he was kind of passed out while we saw that. He was remembering that. You know, this back. is a much better Misty Knight than we saw in that Spider-Man yeah, Beyond. That was, they ended up that in, one, that, yeah. that, so in I'm, that I'm Spider-Man glad that we Beyond. get the Misty Knight kind of back to herself. Yeah, in the Spider-Man Beyond, I think that that was something that might have been bigger, but then ends up just getting pushed aside. So, yeah, it was goofy and just, you know, for fun, which didn't work out. But you end up where now Cap and Falcon are going through this trend they end up realizing that these guys have the same name where they're doing you know scans and things like that i was like i don't know i maybe not trust your scanner but the idea where they do seem to possibly be clones of this one guy they end up grabbing one of them doesn't seem like the people running the train even know what's going on they don't seem to be bad people they said we haven't picked up our cargo yet now with that are we now dealing with the idea of well, we better wait to get this. the cargo. Is that the super soldier serum? Because that's what Misty said was on this train. 
that just gets totally shoved aside. Right. They should at least ask, okay, what is your cargo? What are you picking up? Who is your who is your client? Yeah, let me see what's happening here. Because they may say, well, we just drive the train, whatever, but they have to know something. It's going to stop here, whatever. Well, uh, that has to be where, where you think that, that even ask them, did you have any drop-offs or any? No, they Do just kind of just, yeah. they don't, it's so weird to just go with the idea there's no super soldier serum here. So I guess there's not, and let's go. But, oh, my God, now I'm going to scan this one last car that right, we should have already. Like, why didn't you do it already? It ends up where, oh, my God, there's people here. Not the idea of full-out human trafficking, though. That that would mean, well, like, you'd open it? it up. Well, I would think you'd have more than four people. I mean, I, what I kind of trafficking is four know. people? I mean, they're there. Are they there Trying to just get out themselves to that you never find out. They don't ask them. No. So yeah, so they open this box. There's like a box inside. There's one, two, three, four people. One of them looks kind of maybe sick. And crazy, one of them is the cousin of Falcon. Yeah. And so like, is that my other cousin from Mexico? This one de- like, what's going on here? This is something where if me and you are Cap yeah. and Falcon and I open up and you go, oh, that's my cousin. What the hell are you doing what here? What sort of coincidence is this where we're given intel that there's super soldier serum on a train? We get there. It's not there. But again, we're not going to ask when, oh, we didn't pick up our car. Well, what's your cargo? That gets me so angry. But then when he goes, oh, that's my cousin. Okay. Like, no questions asked. How is this that much it's of a coincidence? Exactly the same twist. Speaking of coincidences, exactly the same twist we just saw in Captain Carter, where they get a tip, there's some weapons, and that was a boat. I mean, that's the big difference. That was a boat, this is a train. Get a tip, there's some weapons, so our heroes go, oh, there's no weapons here, but hey, there's these human trafficking people. And that's the exact twist, just like less than a month ago, with the exact same editors. Alana Smith, Caitlin Lindvelt. I think one of them said, hey, you know, guys, we just did this same twist. Maybe we change it up a little bit. Maybe someone's going to be – they're both Captain America-themed books. You'd think they'd realize we got the yeah, same people I'm telling these you, books. the idea that there's just four people and they I, – I don't even get what this is because the other one, definitely trafficking. They had a whole container of just people crammed yeah, and in. We saw, the, we, we saw the bad guys who were doing it there. That was This uh, looks more like what, riding French the rails. Guy. This looks like stowaway to get there. But how did they get here? Does this, I mean, they end On an up. an empty train in a I, box inside a car. A futuristic train. Where did they come from? Because you're almost getting the idea that they have, you know, they're from Mexico. They're here illegally. But the idea, does this train go to Mexico? Where did they jump on this damn train? And what's going on here? I, and they don't even. Sam doesn't no say. Why are you out of all the things going on? Why is your cousin here? And not like I said, if there was fifty people, one hundred and fifty people, and like, oh my god, they're okay. But there's only four that you see. Yeah, even if it was 100 people, it would still be a really weird coincidence. Yeah, but, but for four, four people? Crazy. And he's like, oh, my God, that's my see, cousin. Being set up. Yeah, is that a setup? Is it, But who's setting who up? Misty gave the job. So you don't think she's doing this? Is and that, why like, would all these military goons be after apparently your cousin? Four people now. Are we going to say that we find out that I, I don't, do they have the super – like nothing's explained. Nothing is explained at all. Cut forward in time a little bit. Oh, so uh, who's paying for this train? I mean, they end up going to take, they rip apart a train that actually doesn't have anything in. Somebody's yeah. Again, so Falcon, <laughs> they, he sees something inside this, this train. Does he go in through the w- door? No. Does he go through the window? No, he just can't open it. It's the top of the roof. And then, oh my God, my cousin. <laughs> that, what? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, again, people can say, well, we'll find out that later. I'm like, no, no, no. This is too, nobody's reacting to things. Oh, you didn't pick up your cargo? Well, where's that? Where are you going to get it? What is it? Let me see your, you know, your paperwork. No, don't, they just move on from that. They find the cousin of, that just happens. They didn't even know until the last second, Misty says, oh, and Misty knows because he goes, oh, I'm going to get a hold of Falcon. We'll go do this. Oh, you're going to get Falcon, are you? Then what are you running? Grab the, like, what is the play here when they end up getting his cousin and the family there, you would think. Now we get a connection of a girl who's part of the senator's deal where he's anti-immigrant, but we're going to take them to a special 
It, why? Is this a typo? I think it, I'm not sure if it's a I typo. Don't think or it just, is. So, so uh, Sam radioed ahead. He has contact with his senator Mansfeld. Okay, he says Mansfeld knows that if anything happens to them, he'll have to answer to me. Okay, and then the Falcon says we're sending these people to a facility run off the books by an anti-immigration U.S. senator. And you're doing this in an official Marines helicopter, so it's not like we're doing this completely behind the scenes. So it doesn't make any sense. What is the play here? Is this anti-immigration U.S. senator, are we going to get the idea, maybe this will be a play, a little political deal, where, uh, hey, down with the immigrants, but indeed he's not, that's to get elected. They're going to give that idea of, oh, the hateful people, they'll elect them. But in the background, he's Why doing this. Why would Captain but- Falcon be turning his cousin over to some sort of a dark site? I don't know. Is this connecting to that super site? Like, nothing's spelled out here. No, this page is a wreck. The idea of this is we're sending these, and he ends up, this isn't a question either. It is a, like, it should be, we're sending these people to a facility run the off the books, and, and, and no, it's. We're sending these people to a facility run off the books by an anti-immigration U.S. senator. And then Sam says, this about your cousin? No crap. What do you think it is? This is going to be a conversation. This is an opportunity to have a little back and forth to tell us, the readers, what the crap is going on. But they, they don't do that. And then he ends up saying, like, oh, man, this reminds me of my days. And I thought I'd left that behind. We don't even know, really where they're from, where they're going, what happened. They just end up like, that's the end of like, oh, we wrecked this train. We didn't find what we were supposed to. So was it a setup? But they don't seem to ever get. And then, oh, my God, my cousin, let's send them off to a black site run by. It makes no sense. Falcon flies off after the helicopter, so at least he's going off with them. He says, thanks. I don't even know what he's thanking. Like, thanks a lot. I'm like, I think it's like, thanks a lot, dude. Don't call me. Lose my number. Thanks for nothing. And there's just Falcon. Like, he's just, well, cap. Uh, Sam is just there. He's just standing there in in the field. Like, what just went on? What is supposed to be the idea in my mind where, oh, man, that stinks? Well, does it? Because I don't know, because they ended up setting this up. They ended up doing, like, I don't know. I have no idea. And then we then go off to the only thing I think is interesting. Oh, and absolutely. of course, it doesn't have to do with Cap. This little epilogue. Just like the Zero issue, the epilogue was the most interesting part. And again, we get this epilogue where we see Rumlow there in the prison. And what's it's his cross actual bones. name? Crossbones. 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 That's who it is. So a pretty cool deal. He's like, you know, he's chilling. He's watching the game. He's in prison. He's running the yeah, place. He, seems he has to no have incentive to get out. There. He's got a, a comfortable bed. He's got, a, he's got a TV. He can watch a little baseball. Yeah. So in Why comes not? in. The White Wolf, the idea where we talk about this in the Zero issue, this is a Christopher Priest character that ends up being the stepbrother adopted type deal of T'Challa. Ended up, his parents ended up getting killed and he ended up getting adopted by T'Challa's family. So he ends up having that, but he seems to be against that in that Zero issue. He even said, like, you'd be a better leader than my brother. And he's all pissed off about things. So it ties into what we had earlier. With the idea, is Wakanda the shining place or, you know, is it going to get down because you end up having White Wolf, whose name's Hunter, he ends up saying to Crossbones, hey, uh, you know, you look bored. We can go out. We can take down some countries. You down with me? All right. Hey, what country? All of them. I wanted him to say that, like a ton. And then they're going to go off. (laughs) Well, he says a couple of them. Yeah, a A couple. couple. I wanted him to say everyone. Um, But, yeah, you end up having that. We'll do it alphabetically. And then the last thing he says, hey, yeah, to convince Crossbones to play along, also, I'll even let you kill Captain America. Yeah, yeah, so you have that. So Hunter here, White Wolf, is straight up supervillain. He's not, we don't see any conflict. He's not, well, maybe good, maybe bad. No. He's just, I want to knock over countries and kill Captain America. Yeah, I'm down with that. He gets Crossbones, so he's going to get his little deal, maybe a, a whole squad. Now, you have that going on, like I said, you start off, with what should have been a cold open but isn't, the story makes no sense. I mean, this idea of, no. I think that the argument would be, well, told. you just want to set up Cap and Falcon. Well, we kind of didn't need all, I need something to make sense. If you're going to do this in your first issue, I don't know what the heck you're doing here. And then when I see, and this is just me, then I see the next issue and we got Deadpool showing up. 
Like, is it? No, I don't need Deadpool showing up in a cat book in issue two, where issue one got nothing, and the only thing I liked was that yes. ending. The next issue is Deadpool and Latveria coming in. It's. I mean, seriously. What's this book about? Really? A Deadpool is like one of those where, you know, your second arc third arc deal where you just want to have a couple little bit of fun or whatever yeah little palate cleanser yeah not the second and i just don't get this like it doesn't make any sense i see these reviews what the heck are they talking about people giving it 10 out of 10s and and saying like this is the greatest story ever really i think you got to read more stories because this is a bunch of hooey it's what it is. I got to watch my language here. This isn't the Patreon spotlight <laughs> where I was, you know, dropping f bombs left and right. <laughs> it was a, it was a spicy. You spotlight. know, what, you know what's funny about this is, I and I like Sam. I like Cap. I, I'm looking forward or was looking forward to this book. At the end, I'm not even angry enough to actually curse or whatever. I'm just at the point where, okay, I saw what this was all about, and you're gonna have to really convince me to hang on after this issue. Because this was nonsense. And so I'm looking forward now to the Steve Rogers deal. I want to like a cat book. I want to end up having a cat book. One of the central characters of the whole Marvel Universe. One of the main reasons that I ever even started this Marvel podcast. I don't need extra work. I'm lazy. But I wanted to get into the things. Cat being one of my favorite characters. And then I went over and whether or not you agree with me or whatever you like or whatever. That Tennessee Coates cap was awful to me. And it just was yeah. delayed so much that I didn't yeah, even get involved. Yeah, and we had the, the Hydra cap. That wasn't good. Yeah, and that was before my time. So I get that's a brand. And like, I, he hated that, that Nick Spencer stuff. But yeah, so I came over, you know, with the, the whole deal, the fresh start. I, I needed that. I don't have that, but I have this. Go read Who's comics, writing but the, uh, the Steve cap? Book? I don't even remember. I forget. <laughs> I don't even remember. We're going to have to find out. But I'm hoping that's a little better we'll than this. I thought that this was kind of nonsense. I, I thought that. You weren't really setting up much in the this. The art from it is pretty good. Some of the fighting is a little confused. It's on, it's on, it's like Marvel's standard house style, but on the upper end of that, I'd say. Yeah, I think the, the drawback was just the, the confusing bits were what is going on and why aren't our heroes saying what is going on? Also, like, what happened to these clone guys or whatever when the military and the government shows up? Like, everything's just pushed aside. It's just like, eh, I'll take care of that and whatnot. I just don't even know what happens, so. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but what would you give it? Well, I think the epilogue pulls it up a little bit, because that has me it slightly does. intrigued. Uh, and it pulls it up all the way to a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a 6 out of 10 as well, unfortunately. But it could it could get better. I mean, maybe the whole idea of this, when we end up by the end of the first arc, the end of the first trade, we'll realize, oh, this was actually a whole issue of a cold open. Like that, that'll that play be. out in that But I I don't know that we needed that Coming out of that zero issue That was just a big fight anyway And then you don't even like Why aren't you giving Like you said earlier The idea of this Falcon Give a little bit of a hint At the cool factor of that character as well It's not explaining and anything And there's notes saying Hey go see this, go see that No, it's just here's this character who I don't know the last time he appeared, but he has not been around for a while. So it would be nice to have some hint about who the heck that was. Chochi Anabuchi here for this first deal. And it doesn't even seem like you have any story except for that very end. And I, I thought that was a misplay. And yeah, I'm looking. And I mean, out of nowhere, you got cars and planes and drones coming out all firing. And then once that's taken care of, oh, my God, they're clones. I have one of them pushed aside. Like, you don't even deal with it. I, it's just so weird. but. We'll move to the next book. We only have two books this week, so it'll be a quick one. Uh, what's the next book? Yeah, the next book is Shang-Chi number 12, which is the finale of Blood and Monsters as Arc. Also, the finale of this whole title, because it's going to be rebooting as uh, Shang-Chi and he's got some rings. But anyway, here uh, we have writer Jean Luen Yang. There's a ring. Artist Marcus Toe. Colors by Eric Arseniega. And letters by VC's Travis Lanham. Shang-Chi's grandfather, Chieftain Jin, has finally stepped out of the shadows to enact his personal vendetta. The goal to destroy every person who shares blood, you, with Zheng Zhu, Shang-Chi's father. That's a a bad idea there. Just there. Don't don't swap those needles. Disgusting. First, Zin has kidnapped Zhang Li, Shang's mother, to their home dimension, Ta Lo. Then he summoned terrifying monsters known as Tautia to hunt down and kill anyone in the Zheng lineage. That included Shang's brother Takeshi and their sister Shi Hua, neither of whom were on the best of terms with Shang. 
With all the siblings reunited, they entered Talo only to be caught and imprisoned by the Dimensions ruler, the Jade Emperor. Now, Zin is leading an uprising against the Emperor in order to complete his goal, and Shang-Chi must wield a weapon of the gods to defeat him. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> The idea of this this book ends up it, it doesn't know what it wants to be. I think Gene Luan Yang is being ripped around. It's like tug of war with him. This is not where this book was headed. This was not in the initial pitch. No. To, at at to this, this point, happen. he must just be so frustrated. He has to be. He's a good guy, very smart guy too. And I do like his writing. But you, you get to a point New where Superman. love New Superman. Yeah, and it, a lot of that even Superman fights the clan for the, the monkey prince eh, going on right now with something, but. You end up where Gene Luen Yang has to watch out. And I think that it has to be in the back of his mind of the idea where your name is on the title. And when you end up doing this, and it's seemingly in my mind, editorial just doesn't know what to do with this book and keeps making them change it. And they get people are going to start souring on him, not the idea of Marvel edit, because we don't know the behind the scenes. And maybe we're wrong, but it certainly seems like this book suddenly became. Oh man, we've done all these mini series. This was going to be an ongoing. We were going to have Shang Chi versus the Marvel Universe versus the Avengers. Pretty cool. We got to get it like the movie. Let's get it like the movie. All of a sudden, the second arc is all about let's just you know burn the transmission and and change everything up to make it more like that that movie, which was not amazingly successful. For yeah, a Marvel movie. it was pretty big. I mean, it, it did make big. a yeah. ton of money uh, for what they thought. And I think that the big play was, I don't think anybody thought it would make any. And so it was a surprise hit. But the idea of all this, and you know, you have the shutdown and stuff like that too, to, to mess with numbers. But when you end up where you end up retooling this book over and over and over. It's already too late. I mean, you talk about the movie making money, whatnot, but nobody's coming out of the theater now loving, oh my God, I got to get that Shang-Chi book. That's done. That's in the past. You don't even have that usually anyway. So anybody who was going to look for a Shang, they would have found this in, book. In the comics, Shang-Chi has never been a top tier character. And I guess with, with just the overall comic market just going down lower than it used to be, these lower tier characters are just not going to be able to carry a title. And that's the problem is you end up having, say, an Ant-Man. Oh, my God, a surprise hit the movie. But an Ant-Man comic isn't going to sell that great. They, they keep thinking that it's going to do the crossover, but it doesn't do that with the Avengers. It doesn't do that with the big. Right. Like, so, again, it's not a bad idea to have these characters. You end up people love Shang-Chi. There's some big fans. They're going to get a five issue mini. The idea that you were going to try to set up an ongoing is odd enough but the idea now that you keep retooling this character and the book to the point where even the people who are following it are going to be turned off like here it, we it go feels again like you're going to have more people just use this if it to jump off than and, yeah to jump and, and on. i think one of the problems is is again gene luan yang which we like but if you keep doing it over with him it just ends up feeling like you never know like Change the creative team. I like Gene Luen Yang. I think that he could write a really kick-butt Shang-Chi book if he was allowed. But just having the same that you're like, well, why should I read this when you're just going to now change it to something later or whatnot? It just it's it's at the point now. This should be done. This should be the last issue. Screw this, you know, ten rings deal. It's not working. You have to at least give us a little. I'm telling you too. They come out like weeks within each other where, oh, you're no, you're, you're just trying to slap a number one on it. Yeah. The the next we have no issue in June, but the next new number one in yeah, June. It's, it's too quick. Month same off deal. So you end up having this. And the big thing that I liked about the first mini is we end up having now what ends up being. I mean, do you count this as a failed ongoing or just a maxi series now? But you end up with the family. The whole deal, Esme, Takeshi, all of that. I mean, for the... That actually added something to the Shang-Chi mythos to the yeah. family. And I thought that was an okay play, but now this runs away from it. This is... It's done. They seem to be See putting suckers. those away when you really didn't even get to have them do much up till now. Anyway, and really, R.I.P., guy in jail in hawaii i don't know we're never gonna see that dude i mean that dude is left alone way back there so you end up where the yeah. big thing is how can he get the rings we already saw he grabbed them 
But now we have to deal with the Jade Emperor. We got to deal with yeah, Jin. So we have all these fight with his his grandfather, and it's all the back and forth with the rings go to me, no, the rings yeah, go, go to me, him, you, the rings me. go to me. It's like every old movie where there's this puppy, you know, come to me, come to me, or the, all the two guys fighting. Who's who's going to get the puppy? And the rings just they they want to go one way, they want to go to the other. It seems to be like like whoever's the most confident. Yeah, it seems like who really wants them? I'm telling you, it's like when our kids, I have five kids when they were little, and me and Tanya would fight. uh, Come to me. They'd always go to her. I (laughs) still do. (laughs) But you end up where, even at a point where I'm like, Oh man, you have six goaders. <laughs> like now you're playing games here. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, it's funny because they always have to be an even number because you can't have one arm have more than It'd be others. funny. It's like I got three. <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm telling you, at one I, point I've got three. I see one in each arm. Where's the third one? Mm. Yeah, really. We're gonna play ring toss here. Get your pants off, there, Sin. You end up where I even thought like. At one point, you'd have one go to Esma. I'm like, what is this? Like, nope. you get a ring. You get a ring. While that's <laughs> going on, you have Ghost Dad, where we left. It, oh, it yeah. is a play almost like Odin and the Hammer Now and Thor, where you just get trash-talking Ghost Dad, you know, Zeng Zhu. Oh, man, remember the whole deal of this was was the idea Zin was going to try to eradicate Zeng Zhu's bloodline, all that. That just gets, like... We're not dealing with that anymore. That's just apparently the chief Jin, His whole life has been working for the Jade Emperor, right? He's the head of the Chilin Riders. That's his whole thing for for generations. And he just he's all of a sudden decided, oh, so overwhelmed with the desire to wipe out his son-in-law's bloodline that he just we thought he killed the Jade Emperor last issue. He's you know he's going to steal his rings, break things open. He just we don't see his motivation for why. He has a sudden jerk. change of heart. It's so weird, right? So he's there with the rings. We already know that at the point that the Jade Emperor is going to pretty much execute Zin, it seems, if he gets him. In the meantime, his daughter, Shang-Chi's mom, she has gone off to New York with, with her you know, riders, and they're going to try to fight off the other riders. That part, the too, is just like, boom. The whole Shang-Chi and his siblings to go to Talo was to rescue his mom. That was the whole idea. <laughs> After they, they had this crazy, oh, yeah, we just built their own gateway. Okay. But meanwhile, mom split out of Talo. She's back in New York. Yeah, she's back in New York defending the, you know, Five Weapon Society headquarters. But that, mm-hmm. again, they don't need to deal with that. That's just there. Like, nothing ends up being resolved except for the idea of, hey, all my siblings, you go back to where you want to be. You go back to jail. You go back to France. You're going to do that. And by the way, I get the Ten Rings, just like the movie. People should come and get my book. I'm like, no. I don't know about that, even though I do like the character and I do like, but I like the family. And you do have them fighting along here, but everything's just like, you know what's going to happen. At the end, he's going to get the rings and then it's going to say the end. And then that's all it is where you end up where the rings where it's an okay play. The idea that all through the Shang-Chi doesn't want to be like his dad. But with that, he was trying to make the, Five Weapon Society and a, a force of good, and he was getting kicked back because that wasn't the traditional way of things. Again, that kind of gets something. So he ends up having to accept the rings. Oh, yeah, that's knowing he, he accepts the rings, knowing that the fear is he'll become his dad, but having the power of love and family, as Esme yells. You can do it. I mean, you might as well end up it's having. It's a super generic thing, just like we saw in the, the Thor book last week, where he has this amazing weapon. He's going to use it to do the thing, but that'll make him evil, so he can't use it. And, he, you know, it's, it's I, just I Star Wars I swear to God, again. he ends up where he's going to, I wish I had the Rob Schneider deal. You can do it. That's all it is. He ends up with that. <laughs> and you, and as, he does it. As soon as, as, soon as Shang-Chi like, denies himself killing his grandfather, Ghost Dad just fades away. He's gone now, too. Ghost Dad's only purpose was to come and say, hey, push that button over there to get the rings. And now they've gotten rid of him. And now, and use him like I would, as if, again, if he kills his grandfather's in, that will make him evil. He'll never be able to get that. And the idea where even, you know, again, Esme, who likes to slice and dice, don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, you could just keep doing this down the line. He doesn't. So Ghost Dad goes, you coward, fades away. Probably only then to get into the ear of his sister, because again, if you're going to play this off, you just know that Shi Hua 
is going to end up having a villain turn in these, you know, 10 rings book that's coming up with her hammer hand. If we if we see her, I think the whole family, I think we're taking the family out of the book and we're trading them for 10 rings of metal. I'm telling you, the idea that at the end of the Shang-Chi movie that she ends up running the society and evil, I think they're going full out. She disappeared, never said what she's doing. I think she goes and gets ghost dad. And once this for herself, that was the part of the first. That sounds pretty interesting. The first mini series. That's what it was. She tried to take over. She thought it was bullcrap. Again, she's going to go off and say, you're not doing it right. Yeah, I just I just think that it's going to be that. But yeah, at the end, even that where the Jade Emperor is like, you're pretty cool there, Shang-Chi. You know, hey, what's going on? And then at the end. The Jade Emperor who is not even a character. Yeah, nothing. Totally a plot device. Yeah, nothing. And then at the end, he doesn't have the rings yet. But then at the end, they come to him. He gets out of the showers, looking sexy. They brought. They said they brought grandfather back to justice. I don't know what that means in Talo. I think that means his head got cut off. What happened to all those dragon riders and stuff, too? I mean, nonsense, but. I guess she gives the now rings back the to uh, back to the Jade Emperor. Yeah, mom, mom's staying in Talos. Yeah, so she's going to be the, the rider. Too. She's right? going to be the new head of the the, the Chilin Riders. Takeshi says, "Yeah, I'll just go back to prison. It's fine." Which is not in Takeshi's character. Why did that happen? It happened because we need to get him out of the book. It says that Jilan goes back to England to that that place. Yeah, she's going to be Esme. the champion of the staff deal, which she wasn't before, so that's okay. Esme, Esme goes back to France because she likes cheese or sweets. She's eating a, a candy bar. Yeah. That, the, the big thing with Esme that played out in the first series that they never did in this was the idea where she's supposed to be, you know, sequestered. They're not allowed to have any outside influences, but she stole a phone and ends up knowing all the memes and all uh, the catchphrases. But they never did it in this one. Not in they this never book, did. No. So what you get there is her twirling the dagger and eating a candy bar because she don't play. Like a normal sister, <laughs> like, no, that's not enough. You, you really, that's the thing that I hate where they're getting rid of Takeshi Esme, even Zulan that ended up later. But those, you didn't use them in this last series. So they weren't the problem. The problem was that you really didn't do anything in these. You fought the Avengers and then you did your nonsense. But yeah, all of a sudden, hey, looks like I'm all alone. The Supreme Commander would have been cool if I had them. Oh, my God, the rings. They come to him. Now, is that the idea where it says, and it seems that the dangers have just begun? Not the end. Maybe for some. But is this the idea where you have to figure out, like, are they even going to deal with the idea? Why did the rings come to me? Am I going to have to? Did something happen to the Jade Emperor? Does he, is he down with, I think they just go forward. All of a sudden, he just starts fighting people. You know what I'd like to see? I think I, I came up with a team up book. We want Shang-Chi and Darkhawk. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd work. That would work. And then cool. we figure out, you know, what crazy cosmic cliffhanger thing we saw at the end of his book. No. And we figure out what's going on with the rings here. I'd read that book. No one else would, but I'd No. Read. No. I <laughs> mean, you would be talking about it. But yeah, we'll see. And when do they think, like, I mean, this isn't selling great. But do they yeah, think, think that just having is... 10 rings is going to sell... 50 but more that's, thousand? That's the name in the movie. It's a number one. The movies. It's a number one. You get that. but I think Shang-Chi is just kind of a boring character. I mean, as a character, like what, what are his characteristics? He wanted to reform his father's society. Mm, society. And he ended and up being That was his charge. only characteristic, yeah. really. And he kind of was torn. He was kind of a milk toast. Well, I like the family, but the family doesn't want to do the reform thing. He doesn't really have a... You can't really describe his character like you can describe a a Tony Stark or a Steve Rogers. He's just kind of kind of bland. You just have these fight scenes and everything. I mean, it's so wonky to get to the end, too. All the setup with Zen, his grandfather, eradicating the line of Zheng Zhu, that just gets shoved aside. Like, oh, my God. And you end up having, like you said, the Jade Emperor heroes. Like, he's just a device. He should be bigger than that. Completely. He's a device in the point where even if everything went wrong, he's still probably going to kill Zin, so you don't have any tension of that. Yeah, that should be amazing. He's the the ultimate leader of all of Talo, and Talo is the whole power behind Shang Chi. But it's just a, a splat. The idea that the big play, oh my god, is Shang Chi going to kill? You know he's not going to. <laughs> Come on, stop it! And then at the end, Shang Chi's training him what looks like a trivial pursuit piece of all the different houses of the five society. I like that, but. <laughs> yeah, at the end, I'm like, whatever. Uh, what would you give this? Uh, 
It's fine. It's, it's not fine. It's disappointing is what it is. For, uh, you know, me and you are the only ones following this. Yeah, I can't give it less. It's it's not like it's inept, so I can't give it really less than a 6 out of 10, but I can't give it more than a 6 out of 10. So I guess what I'm saying, Jim, is I'm giving it a 6 out, six of, ten. out of 10 as well. I just, it's it's nonsense. It, it is complete. And I'm sure we'll check out the beginning We will. We'll see. Maybe Shang this will be the, the right one. It'll hit, but yeah, we'll check it out. But Needs to see what the gimmick is. With that, what is your book of the week? My book of the week, and I'm thinking you might not agree with me on this. My book of the week is Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number one. Yeah, I guess mine's the Thor. I didn't like many books this <laughs> It's like the idea of like, that's, oh, that's what am I going to pick? You. Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War Alpha, number one, okay. part one, A. I, these names of these <laughs> books, nonsense. But with that, I think that that might also be my cover of the week as well. What would your cover uh, my be? My cover of the week is the Bill Sinkiewicz cover on Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number yeah, one. Yeah, I think I like the Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War Alpha, A, B, C. Uh, that cover and there. Who is, but, who is your gem of the week? Uh, I don't even know. You are for liking this bunch <laughs> of garbage, is what it is. Uh, I'm. Uh, you give me yours. I I have to think of anything that's going on. I know who I'll go. I might as well go clean sweep. I'll give it to Moon Knight for loaning his suit so that Spidey can go to the gala. Yeah, I think I might. I was going to go actually Spidey for helping out just to get the suit, but I'll go with that. Or I will go with the idea that. Esme, since we might not see her again, I'll just throw her uh, in as the gem because she likes candy away, bars. Look at her. Parting twir- gift. Twirling that knife. But what are we going to be talking about next week? Well, we have some more books coming up next week. We have Thor number 25, which continues this banner of war right away. Uh. We have Fantastic Four number 43, which I think after probably some sort of a little delay, we get back into the record. Yeah, there was a a couple week delay, it seemed. I checked that last night because I thought, when is that coming out? And then I, oh, it's next week. It it seems like a while. We get Iron Fist number three of five. We get Wolverine Patch number two of five. We get Venom Lethal Protector number two, which I'm excited about because we really like that first issue. We'll see. But on this a week, you can go over to our patreon and we did talk about that moon night black white and blood number one that was your book of the week and my book of the week the horror the horror oh my goodness that's oh the thor hulk versus thor banner of war alpha number who, one who is your horror oh the my goodness oh, no. that would be hulk he always is but <laughs> so we end up having all that but also go over to our twitter at ws marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back go to our website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com and as we said, you can go and listen to that Patreon Spotlight and a bunch of other shows, including right now me and my man Matt going through the JLA Avengers, the uh, Kurt mm-hmm. Busiek, uh George Perez deal right now on there. So Love you can Kurt go Busiek. over that. And yeah. George Perez. Yeah, so do I. So you can go and it's patreon.com slash weird science. But that is it. That's it for the week. A little a less of a you know amount of books we get a couple more next week so we'll see how that goes but what do we say at the end of the podcast jason have a great week we keep it weird weird and go read comics go read comics go read comics you are all weirdos weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution